0: Yes. Welcome, Janet, to the Balanced, Beautiful, and Abundant <laughs> show, and you are a prosperity coach that helps people transform their relationship with money through doing the deep, energetic work, and we're going to get into all the archetypes and how people can transform their relationship with money, but I know I was just reading your bio, and it all starts with you, so yeah. how? tell us a little bit about your journey. How did you transform your relationship with money?
1: Yeah, well, thank you for inviting me here today. And how did I transform my relationship with money? Well, first I have to start with like prosperous woman or prosperous man. It's What is that? It's expanding, aligning in the areas of mental, emotional, physical, spiritual, financial wellness. And the first four pillars I had done a lot of work on in my life, I literally... Healed a lot of inner childhood wounds. Um, I was unhappy in life and had unhealthy relationships. And I had moved from that place to one of h- inner happiness, to connecting with my truth, to then getting healthy relationships in my life. Uh, my life was not always good uh, like it is today uh, by any means. And I was happy in all areas of my life, Rebecca, However, I was not happy in my money relationship and I could not figure it out. I had a career in the financial industry and I also had a career in yoga. So I was a yoga teacher for many years and I was on a panelist uh, speaking with several other women and the topic was money. One of the ladies said that money was energy. And it was as if she spoke directly to my soul. And I'm like, wait a minute. I understood energy. Like I'd been through a lot of healing work. I understood that. And as a yoga teacher, I understood it. And one of the things that really helped me change my life was when I realized what I think about is how I feel about, is what I do about in life, right? Which led to my results in life. Like it literally, you know, allowed me to get control of my thinking process and then doing some deeper inner work on my belief system to know that I was worthy worthy and that I was enough right um that night I was I just thought I don't know this energy of money like what is this so I instantly I delved in deep I wanted to know because I had divorced in 2009 and financial freedom was really important to me I had left that marriage with nothing I didn't even take alimony. I just wanted my freedom. And I see a lot of women that do that. And it was very important for me, right? So I was, when the student is ready, the teacher will come and, you know, therefore comes the, the career in banking and, you know, a whole bunch of learning around finances. And even though I was in that corporate world, I was not satisfied, right? I was, there was never enough, Um, I judge myself by my bank account so as I delved into my relationship with money and delved into my money story I literally asked these questions and I realized that how I grew up how I came into the world still had an impact on my current money story even though I did some healing work there was still some that my money relationship had to teach me and it was when I came into the world, my mom had placed me for adoption twice for the first seven days when I came into the world. And then again, three months later, she did keep me. She was 17 at the time. And my dad would in his early twenties be diagnosed with a severe mental illness and he would never support our family financially. Mm -hmm. And I grew up in an environment where love was not expressed easily. And I grew up in abuse, addiction and violence. So Um, if anybody's watching that knows anything about the root chakra, your energetic system, these are, uh, root chakra is like the right to be here, the right to have. And that sense of abandonment was a lot of the healing that I had to do, um, over those years. And what I realized was a theme in my money story. And it was, I was not enough. There was not enough. There was never enough. And I could see that all throughout my life. So, um, Becoming aware of that was quite transformational and, you know, being aware of my thoughts. When I compared my relationship with money to my uh, husband, who I had a healthy, open, happy relationship with, I felt the exact opposite. I felt anxiety when it left me. I never felt like it was good enough. And Wait,
0: uh, you that with your husband?
1: No, no, not with my husband, with money.
0: Okay, but with enough- my husband,
1: yeah, okay. With my husband, we had a healthy, happy, positive relationship, right? Okay. With money, I felt anxiety. You know, I when it left me, I every time I looked at my ca- account, I judged my value and my level of success by it. And you know, it was never enough. But there was criticism and judgment always, and I didn't feel valued and I didn't feel like I was paid my worth. And so, all of these other Um, symptoms came up when I looked deeper into my money relationship and I was, I knew that I could change it. Right. So then, you know, I took some uh, further training to go deeper. So here's our physical management of money. Then here's our emotional management of money. And then what does that have to do with spiritual self? So uh, I had no idea that money would be so connected to our spiritual part of self, which, I I love, I love this aspect of it and how much it has to teach us. So that's where I started.
0: Was it hard to leave banking to become a coach?
1: Yeah, you know, I actually, I left banking and I went into the insurance world first. So I became self-employed in the insurance world first. And you know what? I, I really love my job at the bank and I really love advising people. Like that was That was my sweet spot like I knew I was operating from my zone of genius by doing that type of work and I had been thinking about it because inside I wanted more right Right. um one of my archetypes I'll share a little bit about archetypes later is the ruler who has a desire to achieve and is building an empire where everyone thrives right so you know a part of me wanted more in life but was like calling me right And it took me a while. I, you know, I checked out the insurance industry. I talked to my own insurance advisor and it was probably a year later and I started to get signs. If not now, when, Uh, and it was just kept showing up. And literally I walked into a store one day and seen the same sign again, if not now, when, and it was like, Oh my God, like it's obviously it's time. And, And that very next day I went in and gave my, uh, notice. So it wasn't an easy decision because I was leaving a secure bankroll. I was leaving my pension. I was leaving my savings and stepping into the unknown world of entrepreneurship. So it, yeah, it was, it took me a year <laughs> before and I made the decision.
0: You did it. So, what I think is interesting about money is if you look at it very physically, it's like paper and metal. Mm if you look at it metaphysically, it's really just energy to be able to do what you want to do. So money creates freedom, which is the ability to do what you want, when you want, where you want, and with who you want. Yeah. But many people, they give it so many different meanings, like you said, about being not good enough and using it to beat themselves up and comparison and so how do you help people change their relationship with money? Because, like, in your coaching, it is, it is a relationship that yeah, can shift. Absolutely. So what are some ways where people can kind of go from, like, the lack poverty mentality to the more abundant mentality? Yeah,
1: yeah. and I love that you get the metaphysical side of it and the energy side, right? So here we are. We are energetic beings, right? We are, you know, basically operating from two states, love, or fear. When we look at love, you know, there's the the joy, the love, the happiness, the openness, the intuitiveness, the creative, the creativeness, the passion, the inspiration. And on the energetic consciousness scale, that's a very high vibration, right? We know it. We're when we're in that lane, like it feels really good, and that's when we're like you know open to intuition, connected to spiritual self. And then over here is fear. Well, fear is lower energy vibration, right? And fear emotions are fear of rejection, uh, fear of being judged, fear of being approved of, fear of being liked, to shame, blame, guilt, judgment, criticism. So how I work with people is where what place are you serving from? So we literally go in uh, in working with their archetypes. So archetypes are, a pattern that is within us that holds our motivations, our fears, our gifts, our talents, and also our fears, our challenges, right? In business, in life, challenges are inevitable. Our fears can prevent us from living our highest and brightest selves, right? From living our passions, from living our dreams, from living on purpose. The fears can stop us. However, the light side, that energy part of self is very powerful and being connected to that and learning how to, when fears show up, how do I move through them? Right? So we go through this journey of understanding your archetypes. What are your gifts and your talents? What are your personal qualities? Self mastery, right? And then there's emotional mastery. So here we are emotional, energetic beings. Now when the fear shows up, what we're doing is we're looking at unconscious beliefs and patterns by going in asking deeper questions which brings up the stories the dramas the negative experiences of the past that is imprinted within our energetic system right which is creating that gap from us being whole so when we go in and we do the work it clears out those beliefs and patterns like when we're aware of it I always say the key to change is awareness right so As soon as we're aware, we can do the clearing work and, you know, we're, we then come into alignment with our soul's greatest and highest potential, right? We're in alignment with our gifts and our strengths. So the archetypes teach us, um, you know, about those personality traits and how to consciously move through the shadow side of self so that, you know, the fear side is when we're in that place, we're serving from a place of lack, right? Uh The light side, the love side of self, the spiritual side of self is very abundant, right? So here's our humanness and here's our soulness and it's allowing the soul to work through you freely, right? I'm free to share my gifts and talents with the world without my fears holding me back. They're inevitable. They're always going to be a part of our lives. We just need to learn how to emotionally navigate through them.
0: So I know you're in Canada. Mm-hmm. Your recession probably is not as bad as ours. People are like, I can't even you know, pay my bills. I'm hungry. I'm waiting in line. And government You know, yeah. food, they're giving me peanut butter and jelly and cans of beans. And you're telling me to align my energy. Like mm-hmm. They're like, I'm just wanting my next meal. So yeah. how would you take someone that was that far down? Uh, Because of the recession financially, and show them how realigning their vibration, their thoughts, going from fear to love, can actually help them. Because when somebody's hungry, they don't want to hear about it. They're like, that's that's some airy fairy stuff.
1: Yeah. I believe in it
0: all, of course, but I'm also wanting people who are actually truly in need that are maybe watching this on YouTube. Absolutely. Facebook. What would you tell them?
1: Yeah, you know what? We don't have control over our our external circumstances, right? We we truly don't. Like life happens, Mm -hmm. and here we are. The only thing we have control over is ourselves, Mm -hmm. right? We don't have control over our partner or, you know, our, our children. We can definitely give them guidance and boundaries and discipline, but when it comes to ourselves, you know, we're we're in the driver's seat right? So here's, you know, physical realities that, you know, yeah, when you're in a surviving mode, that can be really challenging. And I would, you know, look at one's thinking, but also going a little bit deeper, right? When, when I did inner healing work, you know, a lot of my life, I was in a surviving mode, right? I was, You know, my experience growing up as a child and most of my life until I hit 25 and heard the key to happiness was to live your truth. And I'm like, oh, my God, what is my truth? And, you know, I wanted happiness because I lived all my life being unhappy and I went on that journey. So, you know, some of it is going in and going deeper, right, to why, you know, what, at what phase of life am I in? Am I still in this survival mode and why am I not thriving and what can I do differently? And, you know, we're, we're always growing and evolving if we're giving ourselves like the tools and the opportunities. Right. And I, I totally can, um, sympathize or empathize with someone who is struggling, right? Because struggle is hard. Mm -hmm. Um, and our biggest struggle we hear all the time is in our mindset, right? It's like, yeah. what are we thinking about? I knew the seat of the soul moment for me when I was struggling mentally and I would go down a hole of depression and I would be there for weeks. I realized at this one particular moment, I remember the exact moment, I was like, wait a minute, if I change what I'm thinking about, if I change what I'm eating, if I you know, exercise, if I change my thinking to positive affirmations, if I journal, I could not go down the rabbit hole of despair and depression. Mm -hmm. And I literally, I started to take back my power with, um, you know, the awareness of self, right, being paying attention to what I was thinking about. Because, um, you know, you're right, when you mentioned earlier about money is coin, and money is nothing without us. And, I always we love give to, it t- meaning. yeah, yeah, we do give it meaning. And I always like to bring it to our enlightened net worth. It's like who we are, right? And it's knowing who we are. And if, if we are so, we are our greatest asset. We are so valuable. We are powerful beyond measure. And I, I always say like, if I were to ask you to sell me two of your eyes today for a million dollars, would you? No way. <laughs> right. And then let's talk about your heart and your brain and, you know, other body parts. If you were to go and, um, you know, take a personal asset of what you think that would be worth and then go to your talents, your skills, your gifts, your wisdom, your knowledge, your passions, put some price tags on that and just see, like, you'll see, it'll be hard. Like, can you even put a value on what you are worth? And we, we forget that or we're not taught that or life's experiences, you know, Rob us of our worth or feeling like we are enough. Right.
0: Exactly. Mm-hmm. I mean, what you're saying about eyes and or health as well. Like if you have your health from that point, mm-hmm. you can create everything. Like yeah. to me, if you have your health, that is everything. It's the number one resource.
1: Yeah. So let's,
0: let's switch into the archetype. So, Tell us a little bit, how did you find the archetypes? What do they mean? How can people use the archetypes to empower themselves financially?
1: Yeah, you know what? They came to me first in a course that I took with Denise Dunfield. And, you know, I read, I, I read through them, and they impressed upon me, and I did not know the whole depth of it. So I, I took the course, and then it showed up again in my life. And this time I was drawn. So it was um, Kendall Summerhawk. She's the one who created the Sacred Money Archetypes. Uh, She's probably like an older version of me. She has horses. And when I seen her and she's talking about the archetype, it just totally, I was like, I need to know more. And I delved in, I took the training. As I started to go through it, and then I started to work with people, I began to see how powerful that they really were. And they really begin to create a profound shift within me because one, it really aligned me to my gifts and my strengths. Like what are my personality traits? Like the awareness of self, right? So there's eight different sacred money archetypes. There's the maverick, the the romantic, the ruler, the accumulator, uh, the celebrity, the nurturer, the connector, So they tell us about personal qualities, and we work with the top three of what your archetypes would be. And as we go through um, the lessons and digging deeper, it brings up the shadow sides of self, the gifts and the challenges, right? So it's teaching you how to move into alignment, right? How to consciously move through those challenges. So some of the challenges would be – Let me go with the Maverick, for example, would be secrecy, potential deception, gambling with financial security, getting caught and feeling the need to win approval. Now, I have operated from all of those parts of myself. And here's the Maverick. It's an inner rebel with a cause. And they march to the beat of their own drum, right? They... They can have a tendency to be attracted to get rich opportunities. They can change jobs often. Um, They don't really bend to the opinions of others. They can experience highs of financial lows because they don't see value in balance. The contract for this archetype is to balance extreme risk with financial security. Now, I was at a balance when I wasn't taking risks, right? I was very much, I, I wanted the security the stability, I stepped into alignment when I did take that risk and said yes to me to go for that more. And at the same time, uh, when it comes to balancing the risk, uh, balancing the financial um, security part of it for the Maverick is having a clear plan, being consistent, right? It's the biggest risk is investing in regularly in the tried and true meaning look at someone who's gone before you what is the success that they're teaching you right adopt that model practice it be consistent and i wasn't always consistent in my life that was me operating from the shadow side of self when i went into business for myself i had to learn to align my energy get consistent right and you know my lean into my strengths of being clever flamboyant and charismatic it's like those are my personality traits where I didn't always use those before, right? So it really taught me a lot about who I am and expand my perception was the biggest thing. You know, as I started to clear out, here's the law of attraction, right? Focus on what it is that you want. And then the second part is clear everything else that is in the way. And that's limiting beliefs, inherited patterns from, you know, the past, from my family, grandparents, um, when we're, Operating from shadow side, being secretive, right? Having resentments. It's like with that people, stuff is clear.
0: People really inherit their parents' beliefs about money. Because parents say things like money doesn't grow on trees and what do you think I am an ATM and all this stuff that people... Yeah. Don't even realize they're carrying around. Now, I don't want you to give everything away because I want people to take this, but give me just one or two sentences on each of the archetypes just so we can have like a
1: Mm. overall
0: view of of them because I want people maybe to hear this interview and be like, oh, I resonate with that one.
1: Mm, For sure. So here's a ruler archetype. Mm. The ruler is an inner empire builder and they are here to model the desire to achieve. So they're always striving for more, um, continuously challenging themselves to, uh, you know, grow financially, and, you know, there's some fears in there. So I'll let, I'll let them. I'm trying really to look up little...
0: my archetypes. I know I emailed you them, and uh, and now I can't seem to find them. Oh. I probably like, get my phone, but we'll have to look at them. Okay.
1: Time. But yeah,
0: go ahead. So keep yeah. going. So that's the ruler.
1: Yeah. And so here's the ruler, grace and ease, grace and ease. And I really, I have a ruler archetype and um, I strive, I can overwork, I can like, it's never enough, right? There's that never enoughness. And we want to stop that for sure. We don't want to be serving from that place. Uh, but I really had to bring in grace and ease, grace and ease. Yes. So important for me
0: something i work on every day it's being in ease and slow
1: yeah yeah so important right because energetically where are you when you're serving from that place right
0: yeah
1: mm-hmm. yeah and there here's the accumulator the accumulator is your inner banker and on a soul level they're here to model respect and appreciation and oh gosh i love working with accumulators when they say yes to themselves because a lot of accumulators it's like resistance to investing in themselves like they're they're afraid to do that right and uh, when they do it like it's so powerful and transformational uh, for themselves and they can really judge other people and themselves with money habits and mm-hmm. they can feel great emotional connection to saving money like love joy and Happiness, but they can also feel anxious and worried and reluctant about spending it right mm-hmm. and shadow side is like obsessive money thinking um, feeling guilt doubt about investing and Secrecy lack of trust right and you think of you know when we step into entrepreneurial There's a lot of trust that needs to go on here. Like yes. I I noticed for myself um, You know, I I trust like I was like, you know, I trust in spirit I trust in this power it's guided me my whole life right however I would I would make decisions or be wishy-washy and not make a decision right operating from shadow side of self I would make a decision I regret and I doubt and I judge and I blame and uh, it, that would really affect me right there comes you know the highs of financial highs and lows when you're not in in alignment with self so there's eight different archetypes. We have all the archetype qualities, personalities within ourselves. Uh, for us, it's learning our top three so that we can really come into alignment, right? Because, you know, your top three and your number one will be your driving force in your life. And we can be denying aspects of ourselves, which, again, we're not in alignment with ourselves, our soul's highest potential.
0: So let's keep going. What's the next yeah. thing?
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> Tell me about the celebrity and all Ooh, the other ones.
1: Yeah. so Just the, one, or,
0: one or two sentences on each one, just like a show sure. review.
1: Absolutely. The celebrity is your inner big shot. And on a soul level, they're here to model impact and recognition.
0: Nice. Oh,
1: They can value money as a tool to achieve the status and image and the recognition that they want. Nice. They love to stand out in a crowd. They can also... Um, you likely didn't receive the approval, unconditional love, or positive opinion from people important to you as a child.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah, my third archetype is a celebrity, which um, says a lot about me, uh, accumulating wealth in the world by being admired and valued. The romantic is someone who is your inner hedonist. I have trouble saying that word sometime, but hopefully you know what I'm saying.
0: Edenism.
1: Yeah, thank you.
0: To resort in Jamaica, too.
1: Mm. <laughs> Enjoying the pleasures of life is the romantic. Mm. They dislike feeling like a slave to money. They prefer to use money to enjoy the good things in life. And they dislike being told no. And they sometimes can indulge to feel special, appreciated, loved, or valued. Yes. hmm The nurturer. Oh, I work with lots of nurturers. Uh, Rebecca and they have this is their inner sponsor on a soul level, the hair to model, caring and compassion. Now they they can appreciate money, yet they feel they need to overgive for every penny that they bring in. Mm. Their natural generosity includes protecting, supporting others, but they can also feel resentment because what they give is not reciprocated. And a lot of nurturers, if later in life, if they're used to over giving to everybody else, so their contract is to care for others by empowering oneself. But if they've given away a lot of their energy, they'll feel very sh- shattered. Like It's like, who am I in life, right? Right. Right.
0: They're living to give.
1: Yes, yes, but they need to give to themselves. It's like open to receive, right? Right. And once they start doing that and being loyal to themselves, uh, it just it changes their world, which is so, you know so healing.
0: Yeah for them.
1: Yeah. I
0: think uh, now that I remember, I was the ruler, accumulator and maverick.
1: Mm. Does
0: that sound about right oh yeah like you do? absolutely
1: yeah and look at us right um you know i'm a ruler maverick and and you as well so like i always find you know like attracts like yeah. to work with all different archetypes uh but it's so cool when you know you look at our line of thinking it's very much in a line and mm. you know look at our common archetypes right
0: yeah <laughs> for sure yeah so did we hit them all
1: uh, hang on. Let's see. Am I missing anybody? Oh, here's the alchemist and the connector. I think that's the other two. So the alchemist is your inner idealist and on a soul level, they're here to model positive change. Mm. So for the alchemist, it's transforming their ideas in fun- into financial success. They are attracted to uh, alternative or unconventional ways of making money. They care more about social justice and leading a movement than making money. And they often feel a love hate relationship with money, Mm. which is, you know, definitely something that needs to be addressed. Right. Yeah. 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 And so the connector is the inner relationship, um, the inner relationship creator, and they're here to model faith and optimism. And for the connector, this is someone who would rather their partner take care of all the finances, right? Like they would rather not, they care more about heart to heart connections than making money. And, uh, they wish that they didn't have to think about making money at all. (laughs) So (laughs) if you are like that, but at the same time for this archetype, the more comfortable you get with money, the more you empower yourself. Right? So, so important.
0: Yeah, some people don't want to have any relationship with money, but then that's very disempowering too. Because, yeah. like I said, money is the energy that creates freedom in this world. So if you don't have any relationship with it at all, and you want yeah. someone else to take care of everything, then you're kind of like their slave, or you know, they're your jailer because they're controlling the energy that creates the freedom, mobility yeah. in the world. So yeah,
1: yeah, and most people probably don't. Don't think of having a money relationship. Honestly, like I didn't, right? Mm-hmm. I didn't think about, you know, and what are the qualities of a healthy relationship? Is positive, open, respect, appreciation? There's a sacredness to our energy, and money teaches teaches us about that, right? When we don't value ourselves, or see our worth, or see us as as uh, being enough. It shows up in our lives, right? It shows up in the resistance to sales conversations, to growing your business, to showing up, to doing, to doing lives, um, you know, to put yourself out there to share your gifts and talents, right? It really holds you back, and to understand that you do have a relationship and connect to it, it's so important to connect to it in ways that honor you and honor your values, right? And it's okay to not be connected, right? At the same time, if your money relationship is not working for you and you want to break up, then address your money relationship for sure.
0: Yeah, and people have extremes. You know, I have friends that are so frugal that they won't even buy themselves, like, a $4 yeah. Starbucks. Yeah. If they're out with friends, they're like, no, I can just make it at home for 50 cents. Why would I buy a $4 Starbucks yeah. when I have yeah. other friends that are, like, you know, booking, like, you know, $10,000, you know, yoga retreats to Fiji and mm-hmm. they can't even afford to pay their rent. So it's like, there's yes. unhealthy extremes, but Absolutely. having a healthy relationship with money is moderate. There's, yep. there's gotta be some moderation, not those yeah. extremes. Yeah.
1: And they would probably be a celebrity, romantic and an accumulator, right? <laughs> and so frugality, frugality can really prevent you from living your fully expressed brilliance, right? Because you know, opportunities will come your way, and you'll say no because you don't want to invest in yourself. Or, you know, there's resistance, right? Yes. And then over investing, overspending—that's a—that's a self-sabotaging behavior as well, right? It's it's um it's safe to save, and you know, getting in touch with those things. And uh, I definitely had those things that I had to deep dig deeper in and clear from my own physical, energetic, emotional, mental system, right?
0: As an accumulator, I fantasize about, yeah, just max out my credit cards and like go shopping and book 10 vacations. (laughs) Like that's so not my, you know, operating system that I, but I could fantasize about it so i'm way more careful also i'm a capricorn i don't know if that comes into the money architecture.
1: it does yeah i'm a capricorn too go figure right <laughs> it, it does because you know look at the capricorn it's the goat it's always climbing looking to achieve uh success bring it to the ruler right here's the ruler the empire builder where everyone thrives right the desire to achieve so very much in a line with the astrological system as well like it it makes it's what makes us up or you know what I mean
0: <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah it's our psyche so and yeah. on a on a very serious note because mm-hmm. I have been friends with you for a few months now we met in a coaching program and a couple months ago you lost your dog and your dad I think mm-hmm. it was within the same week and then I to you uh, a couple weeks after that and you were okay and yeah. One of the things that happened to me is I got a divorce and I lost my dad. And even though there was a huge loss and I felt the loss and the grief, I was okay. I was able to function. I was able to yeah. be a high performer. So what? how did you approach those very significant losses happening in the same week? Yeah. I, I love teaching resilience, grit, and grace to my clients. Yeah. And I saw – A lot of resilience, grit, and grace in you during that time, and it's still only been a couple months. So, how did you get through that?
1: Thank you. Yeah. Um, Well, my it was January first. My dad had died, and then on the following Monday, which was the fourth, my dog had died. And that evening, I had a group training program, and I had a group. I had a client discovery call like that day. Now I could have made the choice to not show up, right? Like, and it would have been totally, totally acceptable. Like, you know, they would have understand. However, my business is very important to me. Like, this is my my time in my life, and that's. I'm not saying that those other, you know, my dad and my dog wasn't important because they were. Of course. And, and literally, I, I practiced my tools in that moment, right? So yoga, meditation, and I just connected within. And I called upon my inner power, my, my spirit, and I'm like, guide me, right? And I've used that so many times in my life. Like, it's what helped me to learn boundaries. It's what helped me to learn to stand in my truth, to speak my truth. Like, I used to be shy, insecure, unhealthy relationships, unhealthy habits, right? So, standing in my power helped change my life. So, I used that same power on that Monday You know, I, I went and I held my dog as we, um, as we had to put her down and, you know, I was there and I cried and I felt that. And then I came home, you know, cleared my energy and I showed up for my next meeting and I showed up for that Monday night group session and, and I moved through it. And like, no one knew, like, I didn't say, this is what I'm going through. I just, I just stepped in my power for that day and I did what I needed to do. And I use that still, like last night, I had another huge, deep um, awareness of self. And there was some resentment that was within me. And it, I had asked the questions, what is it? What is it that I need to let go of? And I was awake the whole night and going through um, processing this. And again, it's like today, it's calling on that power. It's like, okay, you know, guide me, connect me, right? Speak through me. And so I use that all the time. Like I feel uh, Rebecca, that it's not me in the driver's seat most of the time. Right. Like, you know, I'm here, I show up. And at the same time, there is a power that speaks through me. And when I work with my clients and they're going through healing, I'm like, that's not me. Like, you know, I noticed it came into my life when I started to teach yoga. Like I felt this energy moving through me. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I'm like, you know, again, I had went through a divorce in 2009 and it was not a good divorce. And I had three daughters and my, my ex had, this was where some of my resistance came up that I was able to clear today. Uh, He had manipulated my daughters to the point where the two oldest, they did not see me for three years now I've been a stay-at-home mom for years, and I did a lot of work as a mom. I wanted to be a good mom to my girls, right? And I'm not saying I was a perfect mother by any means, um, but it was three years of hardship. And I used my tools. I run. I journal. I I did yoga. I meditated, and I'd cry my heart out when it when it came to surface. I was in a survival mode for those years. When my girls were ready to come back, I was ready to be here fully present for them and was able to support them because they went through trauma, right? Yeah. So, so I was the able to
0: Alienation is yeah. so traumatic on kids. And it's not yeah. because really they deserve to have oh. their own relationship with their parents and come to yeah. their own conclusions. So, yeah. yeah. And then the,
1: yeah, the that guilt is- and the the guilt and the shame that I felt around all of that. Right. It's like, those are emotions. We're always imprinting ourselves and that affected me, uh, in my relationship and even in my money relationship in life. So those were things that had to be cleared out. So, uh, thank you for you know asking me to share that. And I think it's so important because oftentimes we can let go of what's important to us and lose focus. Right. And, um,
0: I love what you said about your self-care is what got you through, your meditation, your yoga, your journaling, your running. So if you're listening to this and you're going through a hard time, you can use great tools like Janet mentioned, some great self-care to help you get through it, but also feel your feelings Yes, feel the grief and let it pass through you, but you don't have to live in the grief. You can still show up for you while grieving. So I really appreciate your time, Janet. I know everybody's gonna wanna take this quiz. So how can they find you and how can they find this financial archetype quiz?
1: Yeah, how about if I post it in the comments? Uh, I'll post the archetype assessment there. It's a free assessment. And literally, it's a money personality quiz. So if you've taken, like, personality quizzes, this one's about you and your money relationship. And the questions will get you thinking. Everybody is always, like, they, they love it. So I will post that. My website is JanetKey.com. So, um, you know, very, very simple, very easy. And I can post that as well. So if anybody want to check me out, I'm on social media, uh, Facebook, Prosperous Woman Coaching, Janet Kendrick Key. Instagram is uh, prosperous woman coaching, and then LinkedIn.
0: Well, thank you so much. And if you're listening to this, please share it, tag a friend. Everybody can transform their relationship with money. It's a relationship that can always improve and be better. And this is a great way to boost somebody's uh, just confidence with their money and their finances yeah. and their abundance. So please share it, comment. If you're watching the replay, write replay.
1: Yeah, what were your takeaways? <laughs>
0: yes, write your takeaways. Write your money archetype in the comments. I'm so excited to find out what your archetype is. So thank you so much, Janet. You're welcome.
1: Janet, My pleasure.
0: Thank abundant you. It's so lovely to connect with you. And thank you, everybody, for listening. Yes, thank you. We'll see you next week with another amazing expert. Who says you can't have it all? I'm proof that you can. You just have to put your life into balance. Too much of anything, money, fitness, socializing, can overtake your life. When all seven aspects of your life work in harmony, you will achieve the balanced, beautiful, and abundant life you've always dreamed of. Please subscribe to hear more inspiring interviews. Is there someone you know who could benefit from this podcast? Please share this podcast with them please review this podcast. Your feedback will help me target your needs and plan for upcoming shows that answer your questions and feature guest speakers that can make a big difference in your life. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Rebecca E. Whitman. Feel free to DM me to book a free balance assessment call. And don't forget, stay balanced, beautiful, and abundant.